Welcome to the UK Ravens podcast, the only official, unofficial Baltimore Ravens podcast from the United Kingdom. Well, OTAs are in full swing, but outside of that, there's just quite a lot of nothing going on, really. Welcome back to the UK Ravens podcast. My name is Gaz Paul, and I'm once again joined by my solo friend who I met on the internet, Ian Demain. Just the two of us tonight. Ian, how are you? Just us, yeah, doing okay. It's, um, it's a bit lonely, isn't it? A bit sad. Yeah, it's a quiet time for the Ravens, and it's a quiet time for the UK Ravens podcast, apparently, as we've struggled to get anybody together um, to the point we've got an interview coming up later with um, Jake from the... Um, Facebook group who is one of the Facebook admins he, we talked about his brother on a previous podcast um, turned up in a Steelers uniform we, I interviewed him last night and we couldn't get anyone together last night so it's just me and Jake for a bit and just me and you for a bit so a bit of a a bit of a, a, a sad low numbers podcast this morning and so um, let's 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 make the most of just the two of us luckily as you know there's a lot of personalities on this podcast Um We've managed to land on the funny one and the smart one being um, left, so um, we, we should be all right without the the riff raff of um, Shane and and James holding us back. So um, I'll let you decide which one of us is which and who's going to take on which role here. Um, OTAs, let's get straight into it. They are in full swing. Um, we've got lots of other bits to talk about, but let's start with getting into these OTAs. Um, I guess the big news right at the start, Ian, is that Lamar turned up. There was a there was a bit of a thing online on day one where he didn't turn up, but he's now turned up. What are you what you're hearing about OTAs at the moment? Yeah, so so these are actual proper OTAs, aren't they? There was there was some football school before that Lamar didn't attend, which drew a bit of criticism, and and he missed the first day of OTAs. I'm, you know, busy counting his money or doing something anyway. <laughs> Um, but but he's been there since, and and he looks like the happy, smiley Lamar that that we wanted back. And we talked about it sort of at the end of last season that he, you know, his demeanour on the sideline and whatever. But he but he looks he looks happy. He's you know, laughing and joking, and and he's there. He's learning a new a new offense. Uh, Todd Munkin's installing his new offense, and and he's there and he's throwing to most of his receivers. Um, and and everything looks. Looks happy, and the the content team are firing out videos of him throwing balls again. I remember that was a thing last year, wasn't it? Where they yeah. they weren't allowed to show any pictures of him, any videos of him throwing the ball. Because there was one that was ever so slightly wobblier than the internet. The internet went on the fire. Oh, God, that was only a year ago. That's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. The con- the content team have been really good this year, um, and we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of Todd Munkin. Uh, we're seeing a lot of Todd Munkin get really excited about Lamar Jackson. Um, we're seeing Lamar in press conference saying that he wants to throw for six thousand yards. Um, this is all I mean, a little, a little bit silly. Um, the Ravens are going to still be a, a run heavy team. We're not going to throw the ball over the park as some people maybe think that we're going to. Um, but what do you think of this sort of um, Todd Monk and Lamar Jackson relationship and how, at least from the, the media we're seeing, it, it looks like a match made in heaven. Uh, it's a, it's an odd one to look at, isn't it? Because you look at the two of them and you think there's no way these two guys have got anything in common, and uh, and, and they seem to get on really well, and they seem to be in, enjoying each other. And Todd Munkin looks like a looks like a, a fun old guy, <laughs> strangely older than I expected, and he, his voice as well. If you haven't heard him talk, go and find some clips of him talking. It's weird. It's like he's been smoking about thirty Bensons a day for, <laughs> for most of his life. 
he's a, he's a strange character, but he, he's very enthusiastic. And why wouldn't you be with, with Lamar and the weapons you've got on, on offense? I mean, three or four months ago when, when he took the job, he must have been looking around wondering who his quarterback was going to be, who he was going to be throwing the ball to. And now he's just got to be sat there just rubbing his hands together, thinking, well, I landed on my feet here. So a, a couple of no-shows. You say Lamar was um, referring to um, some of his receivers. Um, a couple of no-shows early on. Um, Odell Beckham, J.K. Dobbins, Mark Andrews, Ronnie Stanley, Kevin Zeitler, Marlon Humphrey were the, uh, the guys named early doors. Let's sort of take Marlon Humphrey out of this just for a second um, and look at those um, offensive pieces. Do you, I think you might need, do you need to sort me for a bit of a ledge here with this. To me, this is this is this is this a is this not as big of a deal as I'm making out? But I'd really like to see those guys there. It's a new OC. You've got Lamar back um, at OTAs leading the team. Obviously, they're installing a new offense. It's this new pass-heavy offense. Do you do you want to see Odell Andrews Dobbins there? Really, is this is this this new wave of players um, using the, their own trainers? I know. Um, there's this tight end university, which I think Mark Andrews has got something to do with now. That's coming up in the next couple of weeks. So is a, a player sort of finding their um, off-season practice elsewhere? O- Odell's the one really looking at looking at those lists, the, those names on that list. Mark Andrews, he, him and Lamar have been playing together for years now. They've got their rapport. Yes, it's a new offense, but Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews. I'm, I'm fine with that. Ronnie Stanley barely practices anyway. Um, let's let's look after him. I don't need him hurting himself in in an OTA. Zeitler, fine. He's he's a good pro. Odell's the one. You, you, yes, he's he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. But it is a new offense. It, it, it is a, a new quarterback that's throwing the ball. And and he is that senior guy in the room, whether you like it or not. It's you know there are some young guys in that in that wide receiver room. And you kind of like Odell to be there and, and sort of leading that group. Be the be that guy, be that standout leader, um, and, and I'm sure he's he's doing his work and he's got his nose in the playbook, which is probably the most important thing. But it'd be nice to see him there, wouldn't it? And the content team would love it as well. Imagine the the, the videos of the Vodell catching passes. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, it's it's coming off the knees, coming off the ACL. But you, you, he is through his own content team and his own social. You know, he's out there working. It's not like he's rehabbing and actually being in the team facility they they probably put him on some kind of OTA snap count anyway and would almost um make sure he's not overworking which I guess his personal trainer will also do but are the team happy with that I, d- I don't know I, I I'm I'm with you um we'll get well, I mean we'll get on to JK Dobbins in a second but um Odell's the one for for all for all the points that you may like say You'd love you'd love to see the Ravens content team get their hands on Lamar Jackson throwing to Odell Beckham for a day, like, and and just the the hype videos that have come out of that would be um, unbelievable. It'd be really nice to see um, Odell interact with Todd Monkey. Was it Odell there the the Todd Monkey year? It will have, he might have still been in the Giants. He was with him at the Browns, wasn't he? Yeah. Played a year at the, year at the Browns with Monkey. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I guess he he knows him. It's a familiar face. It'd be nice to yeah. see them. Um, nice to see them reconnect, and th- that's the only one that's been a shame. But p- players turn up at all sorts of times for these these off season um, schedules, so you never know when. Um, I guess Odell Beckham might turn up. 
what what it, what it has allowed is we, we get every year we get a, a a wide receiver darling, don't we? Yep. It's been pro, it's been Prochet, we've had a Tylen Wallace and, and and other people. And if you've been following OTAs so far, it's Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar's <laughs> catching everything. Yeah. He's absolutely everywhere. He's on the, all the highlights reams. So he's he's the guy that's going to be an absolute no show this year because yeah. he's, <laughs> he's catching everything at OTAs. It's. I mean, it's, let's just quickly talk about the wide receiver room. Um, we've got later down on the the, the show sheet, but let's bring it up. Ravens add Laquan Treadwell to the mix, former first round pick, who is going to come in and wear Marquise Brown's number five. That's we are a jersey number show. We should mention that straight from the top. This wide receiver room is getting awfully crowded now, isn't it? Someone, someone's going to miss out here. So um, you've got to think that Bateman, Flowers, Beckham are locked in, locked in. But you've now got Prochet, Duvernay, Aguilar. There's a few people fighting for that, for maybe not that many jobs. How do you think this wide receiver room settles in? Yeah, well, DaCosta came out, didn't he, at the end of last season and said, this, I'm going to revamp this wide receiver room. It's going to look very different. And and it does look very different. And um, the first signing was Aguilar and, and Twitter melted down and everyone... <laughs> This is the big move the Ravens are making. Oh, we're all saved and and whatever. And I think I said at the time that that he'd be the the fourth choice op, fourth choice option. Um, and he might even be further down that list now. Mm. Andrews, Beckham, Bateman, as you say, Zay Flowers, Aguilar's your fourth or your fifth, along with Treadwell. And there's there's genuine competition now for for places. There's you know Devin Duvernay's a, a Pro Bowl return, returner. He showed a little bit early in the season last year of what he can do as a, a sort of two. He was fine as a two, never going to be a number one receiver. Um, I think most people know I'm pretty high on him, have, have been all along. Mm. But but he's he costs an awful lot of money. Um, and yes, he's as I say, he's been a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl returner. But there's other guys that can do that job. If you can get 80% of his production for 20% of the cost, Suddenly, you, you have to start start looking, and this room does look very different now. And, and if you want to be a wide receiver for the Ravens, you're going to have to you're going to have to perform. So then, dare we mention the name uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Is is still out there? There's Ian shaking his head. There's a there's still there's still a bit of a push on uh, Ravens social and um, on the the Twitter sphere that DeAndre Hopkins still could make sense. It's a lot of murmurs have come out. One of the things that's come out since last time recorded is that the Ravens and the Odell Beckham deal getting done actually stopped the DeAndre Hopkins deal getting done with the Bills, which was, was it the Bills or the Chiefs? Bills or Chiefs. Bills, one Bills or Beckham, Chiefs. Yeah. One of the um, AFC superpowers anyway. So um, an interesting little nugget that's out of there. So DeAndre Hopkins is now being released. He's now a free, free agent. It's just out there. You've got to think that is is ring seeking. Are you expecting a team to to step up and sign him? Why has no one just done this already? Is is maybe the juice not worth the the squeeze anymore with Andre Hopkins? Is the this is where we need James here to tell us that the yeah. tape's telling us a different story too, <laughs> um, to to what we've seen in our fantasy teams for the last five years. I personally, I love Hopkins, and had we not signed Beckham, I'd be jumping up and down like I'm sure everyone would um, going crazy sign this guy and I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it if they signed him now I just don't I, I, I think there's other needs that are more pressing um, and and that money can be spent elsewhere now if he wants to come and play for vet minimum 
you know, come and join <laughs> yeah. us. Come and, come and ca- he said he wants to catch passes from Lamar. He wants to play with Odell. Like, if you really want to, I'm sure you've got enough money in the bank. Make it like it's fine. Come and play for us. But I don't. I don't. I'd rather spend that money on a pass rusher or or another quarter uh, quarterback, another cornerback. Um, as much as I love Hopkins, um, and he, like you say, he is still sat out there for a reason. You know, there's there's teams with money that that could be thrown at him, um, and it wouldn't surprise me if he if he goes and plays with Cleveland and goes back to his oh yeah goes back to his old quarterback I, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up there and, and we see him a couple of times oh. a year anyway you just know DeAndre Hopkins is going to score a crucial touchdown against the Ravens this season it's just it's just written on the wall we've been too close to this all the way through the year and it's Pro- not going to happen and it's going to come back to bite us and everybody, yeah. myself included, is going to go into a full meltdown about it. Probably about 10 minutes after Odell Beckham just torn his ACL <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are a very pessimistic fan group, aren't we? Because, um, yeah, you, you mentioned the um, the pass rushers. Uh, Chase Young has become available. Z, he, um, he, he spike any, int- any interest for you? Uh, no, because I think his his cost would be sky high. Um, like the player, I think yeah, I think his cost would be sky high. I've spoken before again about getting a, a Houston back or a JPP. And the more I think about that now, the more I I think I'm sliding off of that. Mm-hmm. I like the Jarbo. I like OA. I think if we're going to add to that room, I'd like to, I, I don't want to take snaps away from them for calling Houston to Houston the journeyman's a bit. A bit of strong. I think he's borderline Hall of Fame I think, guy. I think, I think Houston. I think Houston's your one. I think you can almost take Houston out of that because I think that. I think that. I think that's where this is trending. This is this is trending towards Justin Houston making a comeback. I think. Yeah, you, you're talking about about Chase Young. There's there's murmurs out there today about the Vikings. They're, they're getting rid of uh, Dalvin Cook. Obviously, Zadarius has already gone. Danell Hunter would be the one. I mean, yeah. if you could get if you could get that guy and plug him in with. Jarbo and OA, that's that's a serious pass rush then. Yeah. Um and and I'm not really sure what he'd cost. I think it, it'd be a sort of a one year sort of, you know, you trade for him, you have him for a year, and then you've probably got to let him walk anyway because you couldn't afford him. But he is that guy that if you're all in, if you're serious about about winning, I'd I'd give something up for, for him. So so going into OTAs then, the um the pass rush was seen as probably one of the, the weaker rooms in the Ravens. Now, I don't know if this is me um, watching the Ravens um, in-house media coverage and drinking the, the purple Kool-Aid, but everything looks really good in camp. Now, they're not in pads. They're, it's camp. I get that. It, but everything's looking really good. And we, we're hearing a lot of really good things about um, David Ajabo. And we knew David Jabba was going to be special. It, it should have been a first round pick. Obviously, he tears his Achilles. Tears Achilles during Achilles, um, yeah. during the his um, college pro day. Um, so, false to the Ravens. We didn't expect him to have him all last year. Ended up getting him right at the end of the season, but he's obviously still coming off the injury. We've in essence got another first round pick getting added to the roster this year. Uh, am I am I on my own here, or are, are you drinking this Ajabo Kool Aid with me about this? This could this could change this team. No, I'm I'm there with you. I I love Ajabo. I loved him in college. I've got a friend who's a who's a big Michigan fan, and he he absolutely loved him as well. Um, and I think I'm probably still higher on OA than a lot of people. I think people watched OA last year, and, and the numbers were down, and kind of got onto his back a little bit, but I don't think he was being asked to rush the passer as much as, as people thought he was. 
he was being asked to do a lot of what Tyus Bowser does before Bowser came back. And towards the end of the season, OA was really coming on, um, really, really sort of getting to, to the quarterback. Um, it worries me that they're the two and there's not a lot behind them. Obviously, you've got Bowser, but he plays a slightly different role. Yeah. So I would, I would like a little bit more depth there. But they've got this new coach, haven't they? Who's like this pass rush guru yep. who's apparently teaching um, Adafe Oa to get this signature move. It's <laughs> under, lock, under lock and key at the minute. We're all going to find out what his signature move is. I can't wait for, for James to break that down for us. Um, but but the, the, the two of them, everything you see from camp is really, uh, like you say, they're, they're not in pads, but they look fast. Ajabo especially, like we know how quick Oa is, yep. and Ajabo just seems quicker as well. And he seems to have a plan. Um, and and the, the thing with Ajabo is he doesn't just sack the quarterback. He gets the ball out as well. That Terrell Suggs like yep. if he's going to get to the quarterback, he's going to he's going to knock that ball out. And there's a there's potential for turnovers there as well. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, as I've already said, I, th- I think Justin Houston feels like that missing piece of the room as. As we talked about with Odell Beckham, just to have that older vet presence in the room, and um, I, obviously they've they've, spent, they've already spent a, a year or a couple of years together in uh, with OA's case, but to have Ajabo learning from somebody like that, um, Danelle Hunter, who you mentioned, is, is a fantastic one. That feels like a potential Ravens move. We've got to look at, I guess, what we've got in trade capital. We can't always send a fifth round pick to the Vikings and expect something good in return. Um, we must have a kicker somewhere, backup <laughs> kicker somewhere. Josh Johnson, that's, that's who's going. <laughs> Josh, who signed Josh Johnson to trade into the Vikings? Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that we'll see how that room um, rounds out over the next um, couple of months. I expect um, we'll get somebody in there before um, training camp starts ahead of the preseason. Okay, let's get out. Oh, I guess before we get out of OTAs, we should mention. Um, the Ravens sign Josh Johnson. We should probably mention it's in there. He, another another body in that quarterback room. So he joins Lamar Huntley, uh, Anthony Brown's on the roster. It's worth noting on the back of this. The, so I think it's because of the San Francisco injuries in the playoffs. Um, a new rule has been passed that will allow teams to dress three quarterbacks on game day. So I've just put a few things in the show script here about Josh Johnson. I've seen a lot of murmurs that it might be because he maybe suits the scheme a bit better over Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley was brought in as Lamar's double from a running point of view, but maybe not a as a passer, which um, Josh Johnson is potentially a better passer. There's the option that we, we've we joked about it all offseason. Pro Bowl quarterback uh, Tyler Huntley might be um, trade bait for somebody. It, it, it might be someone that could be shopped. Um, or... He, or Josh Johnson could take that, that number three role from Anthony Brown. Where do, where do you where do you see this landing? Is or does it does it land with Josh Johnson on the practice squad at the, at the end of all this? I I think it's a it's a purely for me it's a purely camp move, and they've got him in, and and you have to have enough quarterbacks to throw the ball around in camp. I don't I don't, I'd be surprised if he if he makes the roster. Um, did they go three three quarterbacks last year? I think they they probably did. Yeah. Um, and I think you'll probably see the, the same again. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure the Huntley trade bait has much legs to it anymore. I think the time was about a year ago, probably, mm. if you were going to do it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that's there's much change in that, to be honest. It'd be interesting if he'd have just 
if, if they just called another play at the goal line against the Bengals, if, 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 he, <laughs> if he'd have stayed low and just reached the ball out, rather <laughs> yeah. than trying to be Superman, yeah. I mean, interesting world. Like, it was one of those, like, um, points of separation. That that if that ball yeah. crosses that play like the, the goal line and the Ravens win that game, is yeah. is Tyler Huntley already on, on a different team? You, you look That's at... Oh my god, his name's completely gone. It completely it, it changed the um the pronunciation of his name just after he left the Ravens. What was he called? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Um yeah. He, he's got it gives me Tyrod Taylor vibes. <laughs> um does um Tyler Hunley. Tyrod. We don't be calling him Tyrod for like five years and he goes <laughs> to another team and is like, Oh yeah, by the way, guys, my name's Tyrod. One odd, one odd, odd. That was like that was like depths of sad ravens. That was like twenty fifteen Super Bowl, Super Bowl winner. By Rod Taylor, <laughs> Tyrod, Ian, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor. That was in the depths of the um, the Ravens' dark days. All right, okay, let's get off the OTAs and off to Rod Taylor and start talking about silly things that are happening on Twitter. Um, J.K. Dobbins, um, isn't happy. Is happy. Um. J.K. Dobbins would love, love to be with the Ravens forever. 30 seconds later, can't see it though. <laughs> what's, what's going on here? <laughs> it, it was a strange one, wasn't it? He seems like a bit of an oddball, J.K. I, I love him, but yeah, this was this was an odd one to sort of put this out there. I'd love to be a Raven for life, but next tweet, yeah, not so sure. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd love J.K. Dobbins to be a Raven for life, but I wouldn't pay him. No. Nope. Um, it's just... You, you don't pay running backs. I, yeah. I absolutely love the guy. I think he's going to have a monster season. I've scooped him up absolutely everywhere I can in fantasy this year. I'd love to see... He, he's never touched the ball more than 20 times for the Ravens in his career in a game. And I think he'll, he'll do that this year. And I think he's going to put up huge numbers. And at the end of the year, thank you very much. And off you go and, and find another team. It's it's unfortunate, but it's it's the life of running backs. We've been talking about um, tra- trade bait quite a lot in the um, in the start of the podcast. Any any chance that J.K. Dobbins is is that sort of? Are, are we are we as a fan base who've seen him and feel the potential height probably higher than him than everybody else, and other teams are probably going to look at it the same way? We we might get one good year, then we're we're going to need to pay. Him. The, the Ravens are famously quite good at getting rid of players that the no they're not going to pay and getting something for them. So it's, it's worth noting that if the Ravens in-house know that we're not going to pay this guy, we we could get something or package him with something else to get something greater. It's, it wouldn't be completely out of left field for the Ravens to do it. It, it. it wouldn't. I'd be very surprised. I think where the Ravens are now, they, they're kind of in a, in a win now. And JK is one of their, one of their best players. Um, I'm just saying, I, I keep tripping over his name because on the show script, he's written down as J.K. Dobbs. <laughs> obviously, we, obviously we, 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 we're giving him a little nickname. Um, but as I say, I, he wasn't fully fit last year and he was still tearing the league up. Um, his, his yards per carry are ridiculous. Uh, I, I, he's going to have a great year. I don't think the return you'd get for him is anywhere near. You see it on Twitter all the time. Like, why don't we trade Patrick Queen and we'll get a, a first round pick for him? That's not how it works. Yeah. Like, teams aren't going to give you a first round pick for a Patrick Queen or a J.K. Dobbins. I'd be surprised if you got more than the third or a fourth at best. Mm. But you know, maybe not even that. Um, so I think he's more he's more valuable on on the team than he's not. 
if it's me and I'm Todd Munkin, I'm giving him the ball and running him into the ground. A bit like the Cowboys did with Zeke Elliott a couple of years ago. I'd give him touch after touch after touch this year, run him into the ground and then at the end of the year say, thanks very much, JK, but yeah. sorry, we're not paying you. And you look, it's good. I had Zeke Elliott to bring up. I mean, Zeke Elliott is just now, you go back, obviously, um, we, we don't really talk about fantasy on this podcast famously, but um, you go back into your, your fantasy roster from two, three years ago and Zeke Elliott was a top five pick year in, year out. He's now just on the street. Like, and yep. there's no, it's, it's, it's eerily quiet with um, Ezekiel that, that nobody seems slightly interested in, in, in taking him. It's, it's, it's really odd how that running position, uh, the running back position is, and you're probably going to see them start to draft running backs higher because of the because the teams are just running these guys out on the rookie contracts, so and then they're going to to go to no man's land. Is is E. Kelly going to get a job again? Sure, he's going to land somewhere. The thought you think he would probably probably with the Bengals and the we're going to see all these players again. But like you said there's just there's too many of them. We said about the Vikings; they've let Dalvin Cook go today. Good players, but they're they're very replaceable. Um, it's, it seems to be that sort of running back and, and safety are the two positions at the minute that are just devalued across the league. Okay, we're going to get to an interview with um, Jake from Facebook. I keep wanting to say um, Jake from State Farm, not Jake from uh, Facebook, but that <laughs> is that is just um, US adverts. Uh, absolutely getting drilled into my brain. Um, Jake from Facebook in a bit. I, I tell you what, before we do that though, um, we are a numbers show, so we've got a number to talk about. And I, I guess we should probably talk about the, the Madden trailer. The Madden trailers and the whole Madden thing is an odd, is an odd time of year for NFL fans, especially those like myself who don't play video games. It's, it's a strange one because, and, First of all, can I just say, great business idea. Basically, just re-release the same game every year with a different cover on and sell it. Great. Same with FIFA. Fantastic. Unbelievable. Change the teams around. Don't offer updates. Just change the teams around. Slap someone on the cover. Everyone will go out and spend the... How much is a game these days? 60 to 80 quid, I'd assume. 60 quid, yeah. 60 quid on a new game. It's it's a joke. Um, so the Madden trailer's out. And I, I've always thought this was an interesting thing about the Madden trailer. Because the... They're always trying to um, promote, obviously they're trying to promote the game and they're trying to promote the players who are featured in the game. And I always wondered what it's like to be on the other side of the trailer where you're seeing the highlight of, uh, it used to be Odell Bell, uh, Odell Beckham catch you one-handed. I always thought, I wonder what the cornerback feels like who's who's in that trailer been like, well, well, no, why am I the one that's getting run over? Why am I the one that's getting beat? And that has, uh, that has struck very close to home with the um, latest Madden trailer. I think both Marlon Humphrey and um, Patrick Queen are in it. Patrick Queen is the main one, but Patrick Queen's really taken a dislike to this on the internet, hasn't he? And I think he's come back now with receipts. He's out like finding game tape of him playing Josh Allen and, and coming back to him. What's, what's going on with Patrick Queen and, and Madden? Yeah, so at the end of the trailer, Josh, Josh Allen's obviously the cover star this year. Interesting note, like the first time the cover star's ever led the league in interceptions in the previous <laughs> year. That, that was Josh Allen. Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, so at the end of the trailer, you know, Josh Allen's doing all this impressive stuff and he's got the ball and he takes off running and he just absolutely trucks poor Patrick Queen, just <laughs> runs him over. 
ridiculous. And, and as you say, Patrick Queen didn't take too, <laughs> too kindly to this. And he took to Twitter, as we do, and he, he had a little moan about it. And I think it was Ryan Mink, who, at, who was the first one, who sort of dug out some game film of, uh, of Queen sort of tackling uh, Josh Allen pretty well, one-on-one, and flips him and yeah. send, sends him to the turf. So Ryan Mink posted that. He got absolute dog's abuse from the Bills Mafia. <laughs> if, you go and, if you go and watch it, uh, you go and look at Twitter. And then Patrick Queen put it on his Instagram, or so I'm told. I wouldn't know. I don't have Instagram. I'm not cool enough for that. Um, <laughs> And, and, and yeah, that didn't go down too well either. So yeah, poor, poor Patrick hasn't taken it well. Um, but why would you? What, what, do, what do you think to, to Josh Allen as the, as the cover star then? You obviously you mentioned he's led the league in interceptions. He sort of feels a bit like the, the darling of the NFL at the moment, although he's not really. I mean, what has he done that Lamar hasn't done? I appreciate Lamar has been on the cover of it, but that was in his MVP year. There was a reason for that. Um, but the NFL is, is really building a lot around um, Josh Allen at the moment, who is playing well sometimes, but isn't isn't doing anything particularly special. Yeah, no, it's a it's straight. They like to put a quarterback on on the cover. I think there was there was other options. I'm kind of surprised they didn't go Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's kind of. Uh, I think if you're, you're talking quarterbacks, I think most people would would probably have him up there in that top tier with Mahomes and and maybe an Allen um, and even someone as strange as this sounds, maybe even like a Trevor Lawrence seems yeah. like quite a quite a likable guy and quite uh, quite marketable. But but one thing Madden does well is, is shift video games and and you put Josh Allen on on the cover. There's an awful lot of Bills fans that are going to buy that game that never ever play it, but they've got Josh Allen on on the cover. I I got away from Madden about three or four years ago um, because, as you say, it's just the same game being repeated. And every year I was spending 60 quid on it. Every year I was going in a league with Shane, who's an absolute thug at the game. He, <laughs> said, he tells me he can't play it every year and then he just destroys me. So no, no more of that ever. This is a guy that tells me he doesn't play video games and just absolutely destroys me. Um, and and I, I didn't, I haven't bought Madden for three or four years, but I bought the cover that had Lamar on it. And I, I don't think I've ever played it, mm. but I've got that, I've got that game. So they're clever. They know what they're doing. And, and Josh Allen will sell, will sell units. Don't I throw any other names out there as alternatives? I said, I said there were a bit of a push for Demar Hamlin that I, I guess it'd have been a, a, a nice story, whether it's the right message. I, I don't know. Um, Sauce Gardner had an like an unbelievable year. As we had, it's been a while since we've had a defensive star on yeah, on the cover the, of Madden and, and that side the, of the ball. The little ice cream kid from the Jets. I'd have brought that one. Maybe <laughs> they, they should mix it up. Like I, it doesn't need to be a player for me. I could I could go for those. I mean, I, I hate to break this to you, Madden, but the way to do it is not put a star on the cover. Do thirty two of them, and all the fan bases will go out and buy their own version of it. Bud Light do it with cans and you go out and you buy the can because as soon as you land in Baltimore, you go get a Bud Light can and it comes in the little aluminium bottle because it's purple and it's got the Ravens thing on it. It's just something that we do. Don't have a cover star. Just do 32 versions of it. Each have their own thing on every team. And then you can do a whole thing about, oh, this um, the Patriots bought more copies this year than anyone else. The Patriots are the best dynasty. dynasty oh, Come on, EA. Do, you should send that to EA. That. You've got, you've got. An I think, idea well, I there. think it'd be pointless. I think they're coming away from EA to get into video game yeah. talk. I think uh, they're going 
somewhere else. Um, okay, before we get to um, Jake from State Farm, um, Roquan Smith changes his number to zero. We're really going, we're going, we're going back a bit here, but I think we got that excited on the last podcast about the Ravens coming to London. We just forgot to mention um, we have a big jersey number show. Um, the reason I want to bring it up is I couldn't find a tweet. I assume it's been deleted, but there was definitely some sort of weird Twitter exchange just after the season where um, people were reaching out to Roquan Smith saying, I want to buy a jersey, but everyone was just assuming they were going to end up buying the 50, again, somehow getting in the Ravens 58. As soon as they signed the deal, we thought um, they were moving into the 58. They put a big post up saying, no, no, I'm staying in the 18. Go get those jerseys bought, basically. Not two months later, is changed to zero. What, what, what do we think about zero? Now, for me, I've had a few weeks to think about it. And... I think I like it. I know, yeah, I say I, I expected that. And one of the reasons why I think I like it is it's no worse than 18. So here's here's where here's where I'm sort of drawing the line. Had Roku Smith moved to 58 and then said, I'm gonna go to zero, I think I'd have had a way bigger problem with it than what I've got. But I hated 18. Any 18 looked awful. I, we, it looked like we had uh, Bouchard Perriman lining up a middle linebacker. It was terrible. And I, I quite like it. Is that is that wrong of me? Your, your face says it's wrong of me. Well, you're, you're far more cool and trendy than I'll ever be, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to have to bow to your knowledge here, but I absolutely hate it. Oh, really? It's a, it's, a, it's a terrible font for starters. Yeah. And Roquan isn't, how can I say it? He isn't the slimmest guy in the world, so the Zero's doing nothing for him. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I hate it. A linebacker wearing zero. Like you say, he should be in the 50s. I didn't like 18. Absolutely hate zero. I quite like a Roquan Smith jersey. There's no chance I'm getting one with it. I'm, I'm, I'm not the slimmest guy in the world. I'm not wearing a zero. I'm not, I'm not pulling that off. Oh, I, quite, I quite like it. It's like a, it, it screams, you shall not pass zero. <laughs> zero screams, this is how many yards you're getting against me. I, I know, I, had we had this conversation, a couple of hours, days removed from it being announced. I think I'd have been with you, been like, well, "This is this is stupid. Why would this is why we're we doing this?" The, the more I sit on it, yeah, that that zero Roquan Smith jersey. I mean, um, listeners won't know. I've got a, uh, there's a few of us who um, we did a little bit of a, a break last year from for like a UK Raven stag do. There's a few of us have got a, a like a a sub sub UK a very exclusive UK Ravens group unless Jake the Jags fans in there for some reason um, I've got a cursed Lamar Jackson jersey that I bought on my honeymoon um, we went to the the Nike store in um, Las Vegas and I bought a really nice um, white Lamar Jackson jersey stitched numbers like it's the Nike Pro one I'm really pleased with it I went to the Miami game where we gave up a hundred points in the fourth quarter and um, ultimately lost. When else did I wear it? I wore it. I wore it, un- I wore it during that. Um, what game did we watch? The Browns game. Denver. Denver, Denver Broncos. Until the third quarter. Until the third quarter when everybody made me take it off, and then the third in the fourth quarter we then scored. So it's now known as the cursed jersey. So I can't wear it. So I need to find a replacement for that. Um, I think that one's going to get have to get hung in in, in the back of this shot as we record the podcast or something. Um, yeah, that a nice black Roquan Smith jersey with 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 the zero on the front. Well, I think black would be the only way you'd, you'd get away with it, a black the black jersey on white. It looks horrible. <laughs> but you you put in our in our group chat a while ago about the wide receiver numbers and with the 
the total of the <laughs> wide receiver jersey numbers add up to more touchdowns than we score or less, <laughs> yeah. didn't we? Because they're all they're all sort of single figures now. Well, our starting middle linebackers are what zero and six, so <laughs> yeah. more more or less interceptions over the season than our starting starting that, that, middle linebackers. They're literally as long as they line up in the right order, they're telling the team how many points they're going to score that day. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, it's six and not sixty. <laughs> not sixty. <laughs> um, yeah, what big big small number team the Ravens actually. In fact, mm. big. I don't. I mean, I really hate to say this about the team they support. Oh, big awful number team. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of fantastic ones out there. We've got we've got some hideous ones. I, I still never get over 44 for a cornerback. It 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 just feels all sorts of wrong. And um, not having the the option for 52, which obviously makes sense, but takes away a, a big linebacker number. There's a I don't know. There's a there's a there's a few oddities in there. Zero six middle linebackers an odd one. It, it makes the jersey choices hard, doesn't it? Yeah. If you if you if you don't go Lamar with the eight, then who are you going for? I mean, Kyle Hamilton's quite cool, but he's a horrible number. As you say, Marlon's probably your, your favourite player on the team, but there's no chance you're getting that number on the back of the jersey. So uh, the, the options are really limited. Okay, listeners, well, send, in, send us, tweet us, um, email us your suggestions of what the, the jerseys to get this year are. Um, Shane had this the other day. Shane put in the... Um, in the, the podcast group, what jersey should I get? I obviously suggested number nine, Justin Tucker, and he outright refused to get a kicker's uh, jersey. Lamar is the, um, I guess it's the obvious one at the moment. He's just signed the contract. Eight's a pretty good looking number. Looks sort of like a zero, but with a line in the middle though. So you're sort of contradicting yourself there a bit, Ian. Um, so let us know. I, I, I don't own a Lamar jersey. I might be the only person in the world that doesn't. I can see you in a Patrick Ricard jersey. You, you strike me. I, as a, I, you strike me I as a, wear a Ricard jersey. You strike me as a Ricard jersey. Whatever. Right. Okay. This is getting um, silly. No one here is <laughs> sensible enough to stop this conversation. Um, let's go to the Wire Raven. We've got uh, Jake Smith from State Farm um, joining us to talk about Wire Raven and talk about the Facebook group and his um, brother being a Steelers fan. So. Um, we'll jump to that interview now, and then me and Ian will pick back up on the other side to talk about the London game right after a word from our sponsors. Okay, here we go. We've been threatening to do this for a while, and I'm actually eventually going to do it. I ask at the end of every podcast, if you want to be involved with the show, please email us. Um, Jake, eventually has done. So for the first time this off-season, we are going to do a YA Raven. And we're joined by a very special guest indeed. We're joined by Jake Smith, who is the admin for the Facebook group. And the guy who I know as, as the game thread guy, who always knows Sunday, <laughs> Sunday's coming around and the game day's coming around as um, Jake puts up his, his game thread for the day, which is where everyone gets together and, and sort of comments on the game as it goes along. So welcome to the show, Jake. How's things? Thank you. Yeah, very good. Thank you. And yeah, it's good to be here. Oh, good stuff. Well, sorry, it's just me. We were talking before we started recording that um, hopefully a few of the guys are going to join us and through various emergencies, it's ended up just the two of us. So let's make the most of it and dive straight into it. So before we talk about your Baltimore Ravens, what, what, first of all, American football in the UK is an odd sport to follow, really. It's, it's super hard to watch. It's super hard to yeah. um, follow along with due to the time difference. What, what got you into the sport of American football? <coughs> um, yeah, so 
as most of my answers around American football going forward, which we'll find out more about, it's my brother was probably the main influence of me getting into it. He, he is what well, I'd say he's my only brother. He's my younger brother who's started playing American football at Gloucester University when he started going there. And I basically just absorbed it through him that way and started watching it on telly, seeing what it was he was actually up to. And yeah, it's all downhill from there, basically. Well, I, we, I think we're going to get a bit, a bit more into your brother um, a little bit later on for listeners of the podcast. We, we spoke about Jake's brother in um, previous episodes and his um, fandom of a different AFC North team. So uh, I guess that brings us nicely into, so why the Baltimore Ravens? If, if you sort of following your brother's footsteps and he famously yeah. supports another team in the division, why why did you go for the Baltimore Ravens? Um, uh, one one reason is I can never remember actually what team he supported. Every Christmas, it's like, <laughs> what team do you support again? And he'd tell me, the, and I'd go, oh, okay, yep. So then do my usual thing, trot off to go buy the memorabilia or whatever it was for him. And but yeah, it must have been what 2009, 2010. Actually started watching it properly on Sky at the time. Yep. And the Ravens were one of the few that were shown quite a lot on prime time, actually, which were very annoyance to their Game Pass <laughs> subscribers, no doubt, yeah. and just stuck with them ever since without even realising uh, my brother supports their biggest rivals, basically. Wow. So 2009, so an interesting time for the Ravens, and you're just sort of getting warmed up towards the what would then be the 2012 Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So I guess you sort of had that... Um, introduction to the team and then a, a slow rise to to winning the Super Bowl within your first three, four years of following along. And then um, I, I joined a little bit later. I was just around 2012, 2013. And then we had a, a few dark years and it it's all starting yeah. to get um, a little bit more exciting again. Any Were there ever any thought of going anywhere else or has that, that initial rise just <coughs> got you hooked from the start? Uh, no, I don't think there's ever been any... I've, Pretty one of these ones that will just pick pick something and stick stick to my guns and just die on that hill. And even through the tough, what mid two thousand and tens, two thousand fifteens, even onwards, it was a bit dark. But it, it still had its um, enjoyable moments, that's for sure. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough old sledding for a few years there. Jake, have you ever managed to? Um... See the Ravens. Um, there's a, a, a recurring joke on the podcast that the Ravens have never played in London. So um, I assume you were yeah. at that game that never happened. But have you, have you seen them in, in Baltimore or anywhere else over uh, the years? Fortunately, no. I've not managed to be able to, well, managed to be able to play in English. I've not been <laughs> able to get over to there to actually see them yet, which is really frustrating because I've always, I really do want to actually go and see them. But life just seems to get in the way and not been able to financially do it yet, but hopefully, as he says, touch wood in the next couple of years, I should be able to. Yeah. So were you there on that faithful um, Sunday in 2017? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was. It's that Sunday, couple of hours on Sunday is blacked out, which I'm going to put down to the drinking. I'm not going to put it down to the actual game because the rest of the weekend was absolutely fantastic. So how how was the rest of the weekend? I hear you you got involved with uh, the lounge podcast at one point. You were you were involved yeah. with all the events. How how was the weekend on the whole? Oh, it was fantastic. So I think I I can't remember what day I went down. Whether it was a Friday or Saturday morning, but as soon as I got down, I just hit the ground running, head straight to the Admiralty. Met, started talking to loads of Ravens fans outside. Got really made really good friends with one American guy called Chuck, which I still keep in contact to 
with the day. And yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. Got to the Ravens party that Ben helped organise um, downstairs. So we met Ray Lewis, Jonathan Ogden. And uh, yeah, ended up going, somehow getting invited up to the um, the lounge podcast. Somebody came running down into the cellars that we were in and said, Jake, come with me now. And I'm being dragged all the way through the pub <laughs> up the stairs. And next minute, I'm in a room with a load of other people's, um, who was it, Frank from the Netherlands or the Dutch mm. band group. And yeah, it's a really good mix of us in that room and good, good times. That's really good. So um, we'll, we'll sort of um, go in a bit of a strange order here. How, so obviously get involved with events. I know you mainly from being involved with the Facebook group. What? What got you into the um, into the Facebook group, and uh, sort of when did you become like? Obviously, you're now an admin. You're quite a um, integral part of that. Sort of when and and how did that happen? And sort of talk uh, about what the Facebook group is for any listeners that that might not be aware that it exists. Yeah, so it all started. So James, one of the founding guys from it, we met on a it was a really small UK NFL page, and at the time there's James was the only Ravens fan, and then I joined. So the two of us were the only two against every other team you can imagine in this small little group, only a couple of hundred. Yeah. And then I think James might have already had this group set up. I can't really remember. But next year, I know us, or he might have set it up not long after I joined. And obviously, so I was one of the first few into the Facebook group, and as it grew and grew, James needed a bit more hand or help in managing it and just. So just get you go, so you go, you can be admin now and just help him along in that sense. And kind of, I say, kind of made it my own with the game threads and every type of thread going, just basically so I don't block up the uh, the main wall of the page with duplicated posts of the same thing being shared over and over again. Yeah. And how long have you been doing now? Obviously, it's quite, a, it's quite a big group. I think there's a thousand people, just going over yeah, a thousand yeah, people just, quite recently, haven't we? Yeah, we just uh, ticked over a thousand in the not too distant past. Um, yeah, it's been growing steadily year on year, and obviously with the Lamar coming along to the team, it's getting more people involved because it's what he brings. Yeah, and what do you what do, what do you enjoy about the group? It's obviously it's a really good community in there. You've got different to um, some of the, the 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 Reddit boards and the international group. We seem to have quite a level headed group for the most part, don't we? Yeah, I mean. For me, as an admin, my job in there is non-existent, really. Literally, all I have to do is put the games red, post stuff, and that's it, because they're so well-behaved. And mm. I've been on some American-based groups and stuff like that, and it just turns into chaos sometimes. And, yeah, we might have the odd disagreement on in the group, but it's never anything more than just a little disagreement, and you just throw the yellow flag in and just say, <laughs> time out, boys, and... <laughs> Just be nice and yeah, it's absolutely fine. That's like I said, it's a really good group of people in there and yeah, it makes my job a lot easier of not have, actually having to do anything. Cool. So where where can we find it? I think if you go into Facebook into groups, um just search UK Ravens and it sort of pops up. There's a, is there still a few questions you've got to answer to make sure you're a real yes. human to get in? Yeah, so we've got a few um entry requirements. We are trying to limit to only UK or expat fans because we don't want it flooded with americans not that we've got anything against them it's it is a uk group that we want to chat about uk stuff and they said yeah you've got to basically say what drew you to the ravens just don't have to give war and peace it's basically just say i like the ravens because 
Darren Purple or whatever your choice was and yeah. you just got the other typical thing is saying yes I'll abide by the rules and I'm not going to be <laughs> a pain or anything like that and yeah it's just like that so I've got to ask on this um, Wire Raven have you had any answers that you've ever read and you've thought were particularly hilarious or particularly yeah. clever or anything that springs to mind yeah, so you get your typical ones saying, oh, Ray Lewis and the key ones that they say. Then I've had the odd one where it's like, they are my favourite Corvids. And it's like, no, this isn't a yeah, actual bird group. It's <laughs> American football group. And then you get some real strange ones saying, oh, no, I'm a Falcons fan. It's like, well, why do you want to join this? And, <laughs> and then you just get ones that just don't bother yeah. answering the questions so I just give them a couple of days and it's not just decline straight away there you go some interesting people out there on the on the world wide web okay let's, yeah, that's certainly one way to put it <laughs> yeah let's talk about these uh, Baltimore Ravens then so um, you mentioned Ray Lewis as people as a someone who people have put in as a reason that they're, they're a fan of the Ravens Look, looking back over the years what are your your favourite Ravens from the years do you have any that stand out as uh, the guys whose jersey you always reach for or the, the guys who have given you the, the fondest memories over the years? Yeah, so obviously naturally Ray's up there with one of the top few. I've only got the one jersey, believe it or not, and it's a Ray Lewis one, which mm. I think every Ravens fan should have as a like oh, a passage. I've, I've grimly not got one. Oh, no. God, I didn't have a Joe Flacco jersey either. I'm the worst uh, Ravens fan, sorry. Sorry, you, you can edit this bit out with your the power yeah. of editing. <laughs> but yeah, so I've always, obviously, Justin Tucker is naturally up there as one of the best ones that ever, all the fans love him. Mm. Um, for me, Eric Weddle was a big, was a good yeah. person I, I like to watch. He's not just because he had a beard like me, but because he was actually... <laughs> Quite enjoyable, quite personal, and really nice to follow. And then, obviously, just uh, what's his name, Steve Smith Senior, and his yeah. whole style, and definitely short man syndrome, yeah. which I, I could kind of um, simulate with, with not being the tallest of people. But it's just his whole on the field attitude. He's absolute thug on the field, but actually a really nice person off the pitch. Yeah, you, you mentioned two really interesting names there, in Weddell and Steve Smith, who both weren't Ravens for, for even that long in their career and you wouldn't look back and think that uh, oh that that guy is going to retire a Raven you'd have expected um, Weddle to go back and retire as a Charger and Steve Smith mm. to go back and retire as a Panther and the sort of players that came on board and sort of just instantly felt like they should have been Ravens for life and I think both of them now have have not retired to a team but have just left it open because they wanted to keep that um, association with the Ravens haven't they? Yeah, I think they just epitomises what it's like to be a Ravens player, especially Steve Smith with him, antics on the pitch and how fiery he was. It was great to watch because you got the back from the likes of Ray Lewis and Suggs when they were in the defence of, two, was it early 2000 defence on it? Yeah. Actual monsters that they were and you know, just they just slotted straight in and just stand up exactly what it was to Ravens football. And then, and then Justin, Justin Tucker's an odd one because I, I, I'm, I'm in this boat with you. I've got a dog called Tucker underneath the table here. Like, we must be like the, one of the only fan bases sort of in the entire NFL that just gets so hung up over a kicker. Why, why do you think that is? Because he's the greatest he's ever the do best. it? Or, 
Is it is, is yeah. it is our field? Is it is its performance? What what is it that we've uh, with Justin Tucker? I, I think it's just everything. He's he obviously got the best kick and kicker in the game. He's one of the most ac- accurate. I think is he's still got that record. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a real nice person as well. Seeing what he gets up to off the pit, he can sing. Yeah. And um, yeah, sometimes when things don't go right, he's not afraid to launch himself into a tackle. Yeah. As much of all of us might grimace watching it, saying, no, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> he still just launches himself in. Yeah, man, absolutely. Okay, so we've talked about your favourite Ravens players then. How about your favourite Ravens moments over the years? What sort of... Um, and you could even throw in some worst Ravens moments if you want to start talking about Antonio uh, Brown on Christmas Day or if you want to talk about um, yeah, Fourth no. and Forever <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Feel free to throw those in there as well. But what, what would you put down as your... Um, sort of your best yeah. and worst Ravens moments naturally there's always the Mahal miracle is always up there yep but I also think the Jacoby Jones punt return in the Super Bowl was yeah. one of the best for me is that's I think that's got to be the top for me off the top of my head and there's far too many on the defensive side to choose from I think one that's jumping out at me right now is obviously uh, Suggs catching the ball between his knees on yeah. turnover oh yeah yeah um, yeah, so and any time uh, they smash this Ben Roethlisberger into the ground is always a <laughs> top top highlight for me, that one. Okay, so that's a really nice segue then. So, your brother, the Steelers fan. What's, what's his name first? Should we, should we name Levi. and shame Levi, the Steelers fan? So, <laughs> yep. um, at, at what point did you realise, what, at what point did it really sink in that sort of you've picked the Ravens, it's the division rival and this was going to be a problem for, for years to come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it must, it was quite early on after choosing, oh, no, I'm going to choose the Ravens and I'll stick with them because it's all like them. And then like the first, like over my parents were all there. And it's like, oh, it's, so I've chosen the team now and it's just the look at his face when I told him. <laughs> it was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> and yeah, it's just been nice, friendly arrived banter since then. And yeah, how it is, yeah. So, <laughs> just, just um, a bit of a friendly rival. Do you watch the, do you watch the, do you watch the games together, or do you do you try um, and sort of stay clear of him on on rival rivalry week? I don't think we've actually. Funny enough, I don't think we've actually been able to sit down and watch a game together. Ravens versus Steelers at all. We every Super Bowl, we always he'll come over my house, or he used to go over to his when you're still at uni with his housemates who all played American football. And, Every Super Bowl, we normally just try and get together and watch the fi- watch it that day and eat lots of food and try and theme our food around the um, teams that are playing or the city that was playing in and just make a party of it, really. Cool. So, so tell, me, tell me about London and him um, deciding to come to the, the UK Ravens tailgate. How, 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 did, how did that go? I understand that um, Ben decided in the end not to let him in wearing his jersey and he felt quite sad about it all night. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously I'm sure you've heard about it. So I got the two tickets to go to the UK Ravens part of this little gathering at the Admiralty. And like I said, outside everyone was really friendly. Even the American fans were having a good laugh and joke about it. And obviously he was wearing a Ben Roethlisberger jersey, um, which... <laughs> Ben's other half took exception to, I believe, and <laughs> I think there's two. I, I understand that they're both quite strong personalities, and neither yeah. of them wanted to back down a little bit. And it was a little bit of a 
standoffish at one point, <laughs> which, yeah, <laughs> was a bit awkward, but he, he got in in the end and he, he, he behaved himself, thankfully, which I think he did on my behalf. That's <laughs> good. Being, obviously, he normally plays on O-line when he plays and, yeah, he's... <laughs> the recent video surfaced of his recent game is he's not one to normally back down. and yeah. But, yeah, no, he did. And eventually, I think after an hour or two, not quite sulking in the in the corner, but he was certainly <laughs> sat there not, not enjoying himself too much. Um, he went off with a couple of the other Ravens uh, fans that were there who brought other teams' fans with him. Oh, I think yeah. there was another NFL gathering somewhere else in London, so he just headed off with those guys and enjoyed his evening that way and just left me to drink and enjoy. So he man- get the, the main thing is he managed to avoid being in the room wearing a Roethlisberger jersey when Ray Lewis turned up. That's, I think that's... That's that, that's yeah. the main thing that could have potentially changed his night quite quite substantially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually now you mentioned it. I never really thought of it like that, but yeah, it's probably a good thing he decided to wander off somewhere. Yeah, nothing like you. You don't really be walking and getting yourself some sort of weird PTSD just seeing that number seven black and yellow jersey and, and taking him to the floor in the middle of a um, a UK Ravens party. Yeah. So. And well, that would have been a hell of a story to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some things do happen for a reason. Cool. Right. Well, thanks for joining us, Jake, and thanks for doing this. Um, Why the Raven? It's been um, yeah, you're welcome. Re- it's been really good to speak to you. So, um, we know where the um, Facebook group is, and um, as long as our listeners answer the right questions, you'll let them in. But is there anywhere yeah. else you can follow along? Are you are you big into Twitter, Instagram, any of those, or do you um, do you just live in the Facebook group? Yeah, so uh, I try not to live on the internet as much as I can, but I always end up do, doom scrolling, as it were, <laughs> sometimes. But uh, yeah, I've got a couple of Instagram pages, but they're not really football related. They're sort of like food, photography, and my other hobbies. So it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, so really it's just Facebook is the best place to go if you actually want to follow me and you could find it that way, really. Perfect. Sounds good. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Jake. We appreciate your time. And um, I, oh, you've been to London this year. Sorry, I should have asked that. You've been to London yeah, this year. Yeah. I hope to. Yeah, I've seen the tickets have gone up live or will be going up yeah. soon. I think 19th. No, not 19th. It was, second, I believe. That's so the word I was looking for. Chaos is the chaos is about to ensue. So yeah. the, 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 the motto of the show is don't panic. We're going for yep, don't panic. Heard, don't panic. <laughs> if not, tap up Ben and ask him to sort tickets. <laughs> yeah. Don't panic or tap up Ben. Yeah, it sounds like a great yeah, idea. Some of that. But no, I will be doing it. The only problem is it's... So at the moment, I'm at university part-time studying and it's smack bang in the middle of my two-week block release. No. So I'm going to have to go from Swansea home to see the wife and the kids straight to London on the Friday or early Saturday morning. Straight yeah. back home after the game on Sunday, then straight to Swansea again, I think. It'll all, it'll all be worth it, I'm sure. Yes. Just po- thinking positively and not remembering <laughs> what happened last time they came. Exactly that. Cool, Rad. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate your time and we'll, we'll catch no, up in welcome. London, if not before. Definitely. Oh, cheers, man. Bye-bye. Cheers. And there goes Jake. Um, okay, let's start talking about those London games Jake and I were talking about. Um, a couple of updates since we last spoke. I guess the the big one, the, the headline here is the tickets go on sale on the 22nd of June at midday and their pricing starts at 64... 
£155 goes to £155. So how's this working? 155 for lower level sort of center and corners and then gets gradually worse as you work your way up? Pretty pretty much that. You've got, you've got it nailed on. 155 is going to get you sort of lower level on the sidelines. The 64 quid is going to get you up in the gods somewhere. I haven't been to Spurs, but I'm I'm told that it's not really a, a bad seat anywhere. Um, and I know we've said not to panic before on on the podcast. Don't panic. That. Don't, don't don't panic. panic. <laughs> but these tickets won't be the easiest to get hold of. It won't be as easy as Wembley. So if you if you get in and you get sixty four quid tickets, snap them up and be and be happy with them. You're not going to get a bad seat. It's it's a new stadium. It's a good stadium. Grab grab what you can get. Sixty four pounds what you can get, and it's what you can afford, and it's you know available. Snap it up. The, the one thing I will say is tickets are on sale 22nd of June at midday. Make sure you've registered because uh, Ticketmaster are going to send you some sort of uh, registering. You have you have to actually have a Ticketmaster account and all this sort of stuff. So if you're trying to do that whilst you're in a queue and, and buying the tickets, you don't want there to be this you know countdown going on on the clock. You've got 10 minutes to buy these tickets and you're trying to sign up for, you know, register for bits and pieces so make sure you have clicked the link and, and you've done all that because the website will be running slow so you think oh so i've only got to sign up for an account it'll take me 30 seconds it won't every page will take painfully long to load I'm talking five ten minutes to load a page it, it really shut this down this is this is the time of year to to pull in those favors i, I know when i've done it in the past and it, it, anyone who's ever bought like uh, exclusive gig tickets or anything before you, you know what this is like this is the time of year where you ask your other half, you, if you've got your friends who aren't bothered about going, your parents who, you've got retired parents who are sat, I'm not doing anything, just get them all to get an account, just get them all to get in a queue. And as I've said, if you're in a position where you can afford to do so, get tickets. And another little tip is, let's say you've got, and I know I, I'm going to talk from experience here, let's say you've got seven buddies who all want to go together break off there's no you're just not going to get eight tickets try try two try four try an eight your chances of getting anywhere decent are dramatically reduced it's it's usually the suggestion to buddy up just get one or two of your four of you at a push and just have and have a few of you having a go and just just like as i've said there's there's enough of us on the the twitter followers the facebook group we've just been speaking about there's enough people that will will take those tickets off you almost instantly if you've got a credit card knocking around that you're happy to hold a couple of hundred quid on overnight. I'm, I'm telling you, you you will get rid of these tickets to Ravens fans. Don't be, don't don't hesitate to to get hold of a few tickets um, if you can. But the flip side of that is, as we've said, the the, mo- the motto of the podcast: don't panic. There there will be someone else in your who's done done what I've just said. Has got they've bought two tickets and the friend didn't know they've got in the queue. They've somehow got two tickets. 48, 72 hours after the old tickets have gone, the Facebook group is going to be lit up with people going, like, oh, you know what, guys, I've got an extra ticket. Does anyone want to come? I've got this. Does anyone want to come? It'll be, there'll, there'll be a lot going on that weekend. So so don't panic. Make sure you're in the Facebook group. Um, follow along on Twitter, I guess, Ian. You'll repost, you'll retweet anything that yeah. comes through that um, if anyone's got tickets available. It, we're, we're, the, the UK fan groups are a really good group to be part of. No one's going to be buying tickets and working like a tout. I'm like, oh, I've got this ticket. Um, I paid 155 quid for it. I really want 300 for it. Everyone will, everyone will be pretty fair. It'll be 
the, the face value and the booking fee. It's a, it's a great way of meeting new people. To just grab a grab a single ticket of, with someone and, and just go down and enjoy the game. There's going to be loads of us down there. Um, so don't panic. But 22nd of June, put it in your, put it in your calendars. Um, midday ticket launch. It's not easy for everyone at work. A lot of people have got interesting work schedules. So that's going to be tough for some people. If you're one of them people that maybe shifts, you're not going to be able to get on your phone. Make sure you've got somebody else looking at the tickets for you. Um, I'm, I'm looking at that Becky, my wife, she sits at a computer for a job. So she's always sat there every time we're looking at gig tickets. She's always the one that books them. So um, don't panic. Let's see. And as Ben said on the last podcast, even if you do, even if you you get a week out of the launch and you haven't got tickets, we'll still be here to give you updates. The, the touts as, as the need for those tickets and the want for those tickets comes down, we'll, um, the prices will come down and close to the, close to the day you'll, you'll get a ticket. If you want to get in, enough you will get into that stadium so 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 don't don't panic and 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 just just keep trying for them um outside of the outside of the the ticket um debacle which we'll go through after on the podcast after the 22nd of june uh what else have we got going on ian we've uh we've had a couple of a few emails a few talks back and forth with nfl uk the raven to try and figure out what's going on we've nothing to announce yet have we but just know there's things in the works yeah there's 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 nothing to announce yet because we don't really know anything we're if you can believe it we're a little bit more organized than <laughs> nfl uk and the ravens currently the ravens are waiting for nfl uk to tell them what's going on and and we're waiting for both of them um so there, there will be, we, we get asked this a lot. There will be events going on on, on the Saturday before the game, uh, somewhere in London. Um, and, and there will be sort of pre-game meetups and, uh, we're, we're looking for a venue. Once the game's finished, maybe we can all relocate to a pub somewhere because after our game's finished, the other games will be kicking off. So maybe we can all go and watch Red Zone somewhere and, and keep, keep the evening going, hopefully celebrating a Ravens win. So there's going to be lots going on. Um, as I say, we're in contact with NFL UK at the minute, who are being pretty good with us, to be honest. Um, the, the main thing we're trying to find out is is where the team pub's going to be. I don't know if you've been to the London games before, each team gets allocated a, a pub in London, and that's their sort of home base. We're trying to find out where that, that pub is at the minute. It hasn't been, uh, NFL UK say it hasn't been decided yet. Uh, should be in the next couple of weeks and, and when that is we'll work around them whether we do something in that pub like we did previously that, that Ben sorted out or whether we're somewhere close remains to be seen but um, we, we want to do something with as many UK Ravens fans as we can we don't want people to miss out so um, and anything we do we do put on is going to be for, for as many of us as we can yeah, just um, just to sort of go on the back of what Ian's saying there, the, it might be the I think we, we've had loose conversations about we'll have well the the Ravens in London will have a base, but we're thinking the UK Ravens will also have a base, and um, if anything that we do, we will make it so it's you haven't got to sort of get a ticket, be there, and that's it, that's you done. If you don't, you you sort of locked in there until the end of the day. We'll we'll try and do something on like wristbands where you can sort of come and go, but at least you know you've got this sort of area where there is a few of us will be um friday i'm as i think most are getting in friday so i think there's something going on friday night casual drinks a bit of a meet and greet obviously we're going to have um probably a meet and greet of people that have, have flown in from across the pond and um as we get closer to the time ben will be arranging things we'll have a few 
um, contacts reach out and say, right, I've got this group of people over from Baltimore. So there'd be a bit of a meet and greet with um, people from overseas. Um, the Saturday, well, there'll be some kind of party. Then, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, the Sunday post game, sat watching Red Zone with his feet up, not worrying about any of the results. So the Ravens have already got the win in the bag and um, just sort of have a bit of a, a drink and, and celebrate a, a fantastic um, weekend in London. If you go on UKRavens.org, Org, which is the home of the UK Ravens. Shane has put a pretty good document together just about, if you've never been to London game before, sort of goes over. Um, in, in Shane's, it's very Shane. It's written in a very, <laughs> it's, it's written in a very Shane way. Um, but it's got, did, did you see, did you see I his first draft? The first draft, yeah. <laughs> um, we, a very Shane way that has been edited somewhat by the rest of us saying, you can't put that on the website. Um, <laughs> There's loads of information there about um, visiting London if you haven't been, how to get tickets, about um, what will happen on the run-up to the game, what will happen at the game. Um, just an important thing I want to pick out of there is hotels. It's something that I've seen come up in the WhatsApp group where a few of us have had conversations about it. Do not book a hotel at Tottenham. If you're booking a hotel, if you've got a hotel booked already at Tottenham and you can cancel it, cancel it if you can't cancel it i'm sure you'll be fine tottenham's a really nice place you'll, you'll have a really lovely time um stay in the city london if you've never been to london it's like the easiest place to get around in the world you just you jump either jump on the tube or you jump if it, you jump on an uber or people i mean i'm from i'm from yorkshire i like walking and i know that sort of really upsets a lot of people down south but i walking's quite nice so there's a lot of places in london that you can just Walk to it's it's it's, a, it's actually quite accessible. It's not quite as vast as what you think. And once you get in Google Maps, it tells you a lot of the times it takes you twenty minutes to go down the tube, get along the tube, two stops, and get up. And you can actually walk it quicker. So you can walk it, you can tube, stay in the city. Everything we're doing, all the events are going to be in the city. We are going, on, on the Sunday. We're going to have something going on in the morning, which is probably going to be somewhere in the city, if not, um, I guess near the stadium. We're going to go up to the stadium for the game. As soon as the game's done, we're going to get out of Tottenham and get back into the city because that's that's where everything's going on um, and that's where everything becomes easier. So if you're booking a hotel, please book a hotel in the city. Um, where are you staying, Ian? I'm, up at, I'm up near King's Cross. Have you got a, have you got an area booked yet? Uh, London Bridgey, Tower Bridgey. Lon- sort of, London yeah. Bridgey, Tower Bridge. Tower, Tower Bridge. London Bridgey, yeah. Tower Bridge. So we're, we're like, what, three tube stops from each other. So, so uh, how was it you described it? Uh, Southwark was it Southwark? Southwark, yeah. <laughs> so there's apparently again Northern. Apparently there's a place in London called Southwark, but the the spell it Southwark in in a bid to confuse Northerners, I, I assume. So I was having a, a lovely chat with my um, fellow co-host last week, and mentioned that me and Becky had had a walk down Southwark Christmas Market last year before the Ravens meet and got ridiculed. So. Um, Bad at English. Why am I host of a podcast? I will. I will never know. <sighs> right. Anything we need to do apart from mock me before we get out of here? I think so. I think we've covered everything. Oh god, fifty minutes between two of us. That's not. That's not bad going. Plus Jake's interview. Still, still keeping that over an hour trend from that twenty-minute podcast we decided to do a couple of years ago. So that's not bad from us. So <laughs> the the flow has started. We have had our first uh, Wire Raven guest, which means we are actually going to do this now. We've got a couple of emails, a couple of um, Twitter DMs. We've got to get back to um, our man Foz on the Instagram. Has got some people lined up for it. 
but we want to get you on the show as well. So if you would like to come on the show, as Jake from State Farm did, and tell about, talk about why you're Raven, your favorite Ravens players, your favorite Ravens players, please email us at ukravenshow at gmail.com. And until next time, let's go Ravens. Thank you for listening to the UK Ravens podcast. This podcast is created, hosted, and produced by members of the UK Ravens. Join the community on social media at UK Ravens and facebook.com forward slash UK Ravens. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the UK Ravens podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. To be involved with the show, email us at ukravenshow at gmail.com. For more info, links, and to stay up to date, visit www.ukravens.com. Oh my god, his name's completely gone. It completely it, com- it changed the um the pronunciation of his name just after he left the Ravens. What was he called? Oh my god, he went to the Bills. The backup quarterback. He played number three. Oh, I'm gonna cut this out. I've got no clue who you're oh, talking yes, about. Oh, yes, you do. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah.